0: Thank you for joining our podcast. We hope that this message will both teach and encourage you. Here's today's message. That's the first thing is to get this to prop up correctly. There you go. So I'm feeling real confident now about my sermon. As long as it pops up. Here we go. Does anybody know my code to get into the? All right, here we go. Well, thank you for those nice words about my sermon, sometimes it can be too nice. Like, get ready to hear the greatest sermon you've ever heard. Well, I I hope you don't throw anything at me. I think we've got a nice, you know, we're a friendly crowd. <clears throat> we always talk about throwing tomatoes. Has that ever happened? Anybody? Has it? I bet it happened once because that's where it came from. But just in case you want to throw something, we have donut holes out in the foyer. That's fine. That's if you like the sermon or if you don't like it. The scripture today is actually not on my iPad. It's on my phone. It's good to have both of these. 2 Corinthians 2.15 says, We are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and amongst those who are perishing, to one a fragrance of death, to the other a fragrance of life. Wow. So we are the aroma of God, the fragrance of God. It's not a bad smell. It's a good smell. That's who we are. Why? Because we got good news. The title of the sermon today is, they're going to pop it up there, Hey! Oh, but you already know that. But don't leave. Don't leave. I've got some things to say about that that hopefully will challenge you just a little bit. I mentioned it to a pastor friend of mine yesterday at the food distribution, Jonas. Y'all know Jonas over at Fullness Church. He said, what are you preaching on tomorrow? I said, Jesus saves. He said, well, duh. You know, I was talking to an auto mechanic some time ago, and he knew that I was a pastor. So, I don't know, the conversation came up, and he said something like, well, I don't go to church. It's so, like, don't even try. I don't go to church. <clears throat> I said, may I ask you why not? And he said, well, I don't want to be judged, criticized, and condemned. And I said, well, that won't happen at our church, but I know that has happened to somebody. It does happen, so I'm sorry. I'm apologizing to you if that's ever happened to you. But let me give you a guarantee, and let me give you a promise. If you'll come to church Sunday, all you're going to get from me and the people in our church is encouragement. Yeah, We're going to build you up. We're not going to tear you down. We're not going to cast you out. We're going to bring you in. We're going to love you. We're going to help you. He's looking at me like, now what am I going to say? How can I turn down that invitation? I said, would you like to go to a church where every time you walked in the door, you got encouragement? Well, yeah, I'd like a church like that. I said, well, come on. That's a good invitation. No condemnation at all in that. It's not about where he's spending his eternal destination. It's where he's spending life today. So anyway, I saw this sign. This is what jump-started me on this sermon. I saw this sign. Excuse me. I was singing real good too while ago. (laughs) Maybe I did too much. I overdid it. So I'm going to stop every once in a while, clear my throat. Okay, so I saw this sign. There it is. But it wasn't that one, but it was just on a church marquee with the letters, you know, you put up there. And all it said was, Jesus saves. So I tried to put myself in, the, in a car of a passerby that didn't know the Lord, didn't go to church, and is not interested. And I was just thinking, what do they think about that sign? Not needed. I tried that. It didn't work. I don't like preachers. worship services are boring. I'm not saying this is all true. I'm just, you know, running through my mind what what others have have talked to, have said that to me. So <clears throat> I said, "Well, that's unfortunate that we think that way." And then I got to thinking, "Well, instead of putting it on the people that are driving by, let's put it on us." to model the salvation that we preach. Because I found out people do not want your religion, but they do want peace. There's things they are missing out on. It's called life to the full. Do we have that in Jesus? Yes, we do. Do they believe it? They've never considered it. It Hasn't really crossed their mind. Not interested. So I'm thinking, what does salvation mean? And I just, what popped into my head was Peter walking on the water. And you know, he did take a few steps. But it says when he saw the wind and the waves, he began to sink. And Jesus reached out to him and pulled him up. And in doing so, Peter was saved. That's what salvation meant to Peter At that moment, yeah, saved him from death, saved him from drowning. Jesus saves. In other words, he will save you from your existential issue that's going on at the present time. You're not going under, you're going over. Let's give some people that hope and that message. What did salvation mean to people in the Old Testament? It meant saved from their enemies. It meant save from death. It meant save from judgment. It meant save from destruction. It meant save from the fire. Just ask Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That was salvation. It didn't have to do with the sweet by and by, but more of the nasty now and now. That's what salvation means. See, eternity is going to take care of itself. But does the gospel apply with to everyday life? Okay. Yeah, y'all can talk to me, it's fine. Sometimes preachers get to go in so fast you can't even get a word in anyway, but I don't mind being interrupted. Actually I'd rather preach with a blackboard or whiteboard and write things down and then have you ask questions and we talk about it. That's my favorite thing. Do you remember the thief on the cross? He pleaded with Jesus, said, Remember me when you come in your kingdom. It was about the kingdom. It wasn't really about heaven so much because he had heard, I suppose, somehow, through the grapevine or perhaps directly, he had heard about the kingdom that Jesus preached. He was interested in that. Jesus created interest in in his congregation, and people that came, he got them interested in the kingdom, not just going to heaven and missing hell. It was a hand up. Man, over in Acts chapter 16, y'all know the story. Paul and Silas, they're in jail. God broke them out of the jail. There's the jailer. He knows his his life is in jeopardy now because if a jailer ever, if the if the uh, prisoners ever got out of the jail and he was on duty, it's his life that is required. So he was actually about to kill himself. He says, I might as well just do it before they kill me. He asked them, what must I do to be saved? Yeah. Was he asking, what must I do to go to heaven? Uh, Do I have to wait till Sunday to come down to the front of the church, shake the preacher's hand? No, they didn't give him any kind of a religious answer. They said, Believe on the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your whole household. Now, that's a powerful salvation. So did the jailer take him up on his offer? Yes, he did. So there's a good lesson for us. Let's offer people something they need and want in ways that they can understand it, not with religious mumbo-jumbo. We don't do that, do we? Mm -mm. Some people do, however. So Titus chapter 3, it says by his mercy he saved us. So who does the saving? God. So what part do we play? A sweet smelling savor. We're an aroma to God. And when others get around us they'll say, hopefully, hey, what's that? What's that good smelling aroma? Is that your aftershave? It smells good. It smells like apple pie. Well, good, I just happen to have one right here. People will talk to you if you bring them an apple pie or throw a donut hole at them. Anybody? Ah, Okay, you're throwing it at your TV right now. I get it. So Jesus did it all. He did everything necessary for your salvation. Is that good news or not? Well, what's my part? You accept it. Well, that's easy. Well, how come more people aren't doing it then? It is easy and it is true and it will help you in this life and the life to come. So, grace paid the price for the debt we owed. That is the first thing to know about salvation. And when you share the gospel with others, if you get this far, sometimes all we do is we're watering, we're planting. Not always do we get to reap. Somebody else might reap. That's what Paul said. So don't worry about the reaping. You do the watering. You do the planting of the seed. But if you get this far, give them Romans ten nine. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. There you go. Isn't that good news? It's that simple. It's that simple. So what do the nuns need that we can supply? Nuns, (laughs) N-O-N-E-S. Maybe the nuns need some, the N-U-N-S, but I'm talking about the N-O-N-E-S. Meaning they have no religion at all. And right now they might be having breakfast at Starbucks or McDonald's, or running around. Maybe they're at Walmart. You know what? They're not even concerned that church is going on. They're not feeling guilty that they're not there. It's just not on their radar. Wow, that's that's a tough one. It's not even on the radar. But what do they? What needs do they have that we can help them with? All right, let's look. There. There's a list of them. Now, there's just a few. I thought of more uh, during the night last night. Boy, I thought of a whole bunch more. Now I forgot them. But among them, hopelessness, valueless, unredeemed relationships, depression, fatigue, pessimism, all kinds of challenges going on in their lives daily. Does the gospel address any of these? Yes, all of them and more. All right so we don't start off with a bunch of with a barrage of bible scriptures start off with where they're coming from what's going on in their life Sometimes if you just ask somebody hey how's it going well be ready for their answer if they say oh not too well don't say oh that's too bad and then leave <laughs> Boy, there's an open door. Oh, things are not going too well. Yeah, what's going on? Well, I've been depressed lately. I lost my job. My marriage isn't working out. My kids are gone. I mean, it could go on. Somebody can have every one of those problems. Just say, well, you know, brother, I've been there before. But you know what? I found an answer. I found something that helps. Oh, really? What is it? I'm ready. Mm -hmm. Get them stirred up with an anticipation of something good, which you have to give them. Yeah, the gospel, the good news. You don't have to live there. You don't have to stay there. Jesus will lift you up. He came to this earth to seek and to save those who are having trouble. It's another way of saying it. Those who are having trouble, those that don't know the way out, Jesus will help you. Oh, oh, he doesn't care about me. I mean, I I don't know him. He doesn't know me. Oh, yes, he does. You're just one of those lost sheep that has gone astray. And the Bible says the shepherd will leave the 99 and go look for that one that has wandered off. That's you. God wants to help you. They may not be concerned with where they will spend eternity, but they are concerned about their own well-being. Sometimes you can just ask this question after somebody gives you some, some kind of response about how I don't really need religion, I don't need church, I don't need the Bible. You just might ask them, How's that working out for you? And then you're going to find out it's not working out so good. You might try something you've never tried before, and that is Jesus' help. And by the way, there's no one else to call on. Every other religious leader in history is in his grave. There's only one that's not in his grave, and that's Jesus, who was raised from the dead, and now intercedes. And now is there to help. He sent his Holy Spirit to represent him all over the world to everyone that has a need and calls on him. Let me see how I'm doing. So I've only got two more hours. Oh, I see. My watch is off. No, I've got it right. 1021. So There is a need for help. Y'all agree with that, with everybody, including you? We all need help. We all have challenges even though we go to church, we love Jesus. We still have issues, personal and family, work. So there is a need. Help with a marriage, maybe healing, peace, direction, guidance, wisdom, attitude. Hello, y'all still there? Attitude. Does anybody have a challenge with your attitude from time to time? I mean, like maybe once a month? No, I have a problem with my attitude every day, and that's the time to stop. And I'm going to guide you through a couple of prayers at the end that I think will help you with that. Okay, so, yeah, happiness. Now, that's not a bad question to ask somebody. Just in the course of a conversation, are you happy? Well, that could start a conversation. And they might ask you, how about you? Are you happy? And said, yes, I'm very happy all the time. But I'm not always bubbling over because I've got to call on God to come into my life. Holy Spirit, encourage me and remind me what belongs to me through Jesus Christ and all the blessings that are already in store and I can call upon and they can come down on me. I start getting happy, but I have to remind myself and receive that blessing in Christ. So how about you, preacher? Are you always happy? No, I think I'm not happy enough. I don't think I'm happy enough, and I'm a pretty happy guy. (laughs) I'm happy most of the time, but I should be happy all of the time. But I've got to be reminded, and so why not just pray this prayer? Holy Spirit, remind me what I have to be happy about. So as Christians, we have a product. It's called the gospel that everyone needs don't just say to yourself, "Oh, this guy—he's uh, beyond help." You know, forget him. Don't even talk to him. He's not interested. Was the thief on the cross interested? Would you think if you were Jesus and here's this guy next to you dying? Do you think he would be interested in your salvation? <laughs> the The reason you got crucified back in that time, you weren't just a thief. You were—it was—I think the word in the Greek should be translated malevolent. In other words, these are the worst people in society that you put on a cross. And here, this man cried out to Jesus. So, people, see if you've got a list of what their problems are right there. Yeah, here they are. Is this true? They're worried, sleepless, jobless, lonely, broke, needy, angry, negative, pessimistic. You know what? I've been every one of those things. <laughs> I need a Savior. Thank God I found him or he found me when I was that lost sheep gone astray. So Jesus was salvation to the blind and the leper, to the lost sheep and the lost son He modeled the kingdom he preached. How about us? How about it, church folks? Are we modeling the gospel that we proclaim? And I think the more that we work on the modeling, the more people we're going to reach and attract to the kingdom. Is your peace evident? How about your joy? You might say, Well, I'm a happy person. Well, Does anybody else know it? Let's get so happy that others realize it and just ask us, what are you so happy about? You seem to always have a smile on your face. You always seem to be upbeat. Then let them know the source of your joy, your peace, and your contentment. So salvation is not just an eschalop. Oh, I knew I was going to stumble over that word. It's not just an eschalop. Catalogical issue. There we go. I can end. My, thank you. I can end my sermon now. So, what did the preacher preach on today? Oh, eschatological issues. Boring. Hey, we could have put that on one of the needs. What are people bored? It's got to have video games all the time. Why bored? I'm bored. Got anything to do? Guess who says that to us often? Our granddaughter, Lexi. Mm -hmm. I'm bored, Papa. Saved, saved means we got connected to the life of Christ. See, it's not just a religious belief, a doctrinal issue. We got connected to the life of Christ, and we can help others make the same connection. So how much of that salvation are you enjoying today? Oh, I'm going to be happy when I go to heaven. Whoa. Do we have any of it today? Sure. we've got. Jesus said he, he has abundant life to give us. He didn't say it'd come later. He said right now, when? When you believe. When? When you receive it. The Holy Spirit was given so you could know everything about what saved includes. So when you pray the Lord's Prayer, we know it well. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It means bring your heaven into my daily life, and I will be a responsive, active participant. So next time you pray the Lord's Prayer, just kind of reword it in there and personalize it and say, that's what's going to happen in my life. I'll make sure of it. Because it belongs to me. Jesus said, pray that because it's not automatic. Right? You have to receive it. Saved means Jesus is living on the inside of you, imparting his life moment by moment, but only if you let him moment by moment. In one minute, you can change your attitude and therefore your entire day. I've done it before. So I know it works. I preached it to myself. One time I remember about, well, it was when we lived out at Lake Country. Coming in the house, I was grumpy. I was complaining. I was mad. Wasn't anything that anybody had done. But there I was walking in the house acting that way. And then the Holy Spirit began to work on me. And the Holy Spirit said, do you like being around grumpy people? I said, no. He said, "Then change, because nobody likes being around you either." <laughs> and you know, it just hit, it just hit me right here, and I immediately I said, "Okay, forget it. I'm happy." So it works. <laughs> she was the uh, happy recipient of my instant joy and peace. So saved is letting in. Everything Jesus died and rose from the dead to accomplish in your life. I'm going to let that sink in just a minute. How much time do we have? Okay. Make it fast, preacher. It's already sunk in. All right, go to the next point. But it must be activated. The active ingredient is your faith. Jesus can provide only as much as you believe and receive. Because you have a Savior, your life is now supercharged with his life. That's how much you've got. More than you know, more than I know, God is willing, Holy Spirit wanting to impart, to pour into my life more than I've ever expected. Ephesians 3.20, exceedingly, abundantly, above all we ask or think, affecting every choice and action because you believe. Anybody getting this this morning? Hey, good, because I've got, as you know, I almost always close with a prayer, but a participation prayer and usually a declaration prayer. And I like doing this prayer so much. I've got four or five declaration prayers. So y'all can. So there they are. Is that the first one? Let's see the first one up there, the first prayer. Here we go. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Y'all can go ahead if you want to read it with me. Thank you, Lord, that I am supercharged with your life and your spirit. I have more than a drink of living water. I have overflowing life in Christ and up to every challenge that comes my way. Okay, how about that? Now, that'd be a good prayer to remember and pray tomorrow or later on today. Yeah. Because you are activating it by your words and by your believing it. That's prayer number one. Prayer number two. God, I need heaven in my life, my marriage, my job, my finances, my attitude, my decisions, my words. Holy Spirit, I will open the door daily to your wisdom and guidance for every thought and word. I want to experience all of the salvation God has to give. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, let's look at number three. I'm praying for myself to be an ever, uh, an ever better, ever ready representative of your kingdom on earth at work, in my neighborhood, and in my house. I will make Christ's attitude my attitude, making his life in me visible in all I say and do. Okay, here's number four. God, I am determined that the enemy will not steal what God has put in my heart. With the help of the Holy Spirit, I will defeat every attack on my salvation. Pride, self-pity, fear, defeat, negativity, jealousy, impatience, apathy, and self-doubt. Is he able to defeat all those things through Christ, through the indwelling Spirit? Yes, he is. Was that number three or four? Oh, I know what's wrong here. My last prayer should be prayer number five. So what we'll call this is a bonus. Are you ready for your bonus? <clears throat> here it is. Jesus, I need help with sharing the gospel with others. I need the Holy Spirit to show me how to share, when to share, and share appropriately let my love and my light shine brightly that others might want it in Jesus name amen uh, by the way those prayers i actually have printed them out except for the bonus prayer <laughs> they're here if you'd like to have one because it'd be good to take home and actually you know pray this over yourself at other times and if we run out i've got more of these i just printed up a few so they'll be here all right may the peace of the lord jesus christ and his grace be upon you may you be an ever ready ever willing example of god's kingdom on earth bless you in jesus name amen